0: 353 that is right after
1: 352 right before 354 so if you'll grab a hymnal instead let's sing those three
2: verses of save 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 sing out with me now help me here we go stay up with me I found a i
1: rain practically every day. Uh, you just didn't go anywhere without that umbrella, But you can find a pretty good cheap one for about uh, $8, you know, so uh, <laughs> but, uh, but again, but we had a great time, Preacher and I, and say church, praying Arkansas, for and us and, uh, and uh, and while we were away. Uh, if you got your prayer sheet, uh, if you'll pull those out and grab this. While you're taking that out, let me go ahead and make a few announcements. Mm-hmm quick. Please don't forget uh, uh, this coming Saturday, soul winning 9 30. Yeah. Uh, uh, from everything I've heard, we, uh, we had a good group out in midst prayer breakfast last week. Amen, Amen. and had bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better get used to it. Uh, the, you know prices on bacon are supposed to be going up. Oh, we may get to where we can't eat it. <laughs> I know oh, we have to take up, it's a bad thing we have to take up a special offering for bacon, you know? Amen. <laughs> But uh But anyway, but I'm glad to hear that. Uh, but if you have your bulletins there, uh, Mr. White wanted me to remind the ladies, uh, it says in the bulletin that you'll meet at the church this coming Saturday, 9.30 uh, for the quilt show. Uh, she wanted me to let you know that they're going to leave the church at 9 a.m. So you need to be here a little before 9.00. Uh, so that you can, uh, so that you can go. It opens at nine o'clock. So she said you're, that uh, she wanted to change that and leave. If you're going to the quilt show, uh, be here uh, at the church ready to go by nine o'clock in the morning. All right. Also, uh, if you look over there and <clears throat> to where it says it talks about the Andretti uh, outing uh, for August twelfth, that's been uh, postponed until September. Uh, so. Uh, I think there's just a lot of things going on, and uh, they didn't quite get the twelve that was needed uh, for that prize. So uh, there was school starting back, and all those things. We're going to postpone that till September. Uh, so write that on your calendar. We're, we'll get you a date for that here in the next um, uh, couple of weeks. But uh, we'll, we want you to go to that August. Uh, it was going to be August the 12th, but uh, if you ever driven a go kart, you'll like this. From everything I've heard, I've never, I've, I have like go-karts, but uh, you don't ever want to race with Brother Will in a go-kart. He runs you off the track, he runs you over, and then he points at you like it's your fault. Amen? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's calm and cool and collected over here, but you get him behind the wheel of a go-kart, he's a different person, I'm telling you, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, he, he is, uh, he, I'm just, next time I'll take pictures and we'll show it up here when we do that. Men, I think next June uh, we're going to get another outing and go uh, whitewater rafting again up in uh, Canyon City, Colorado. If you've never been, it's a hoot. Uh, we have a great time. Uh, I think we've been, how many times have we been, Little three? Three times, something like that. That's where he got us in trouble racing the go-karts uh, and stuff. So, but it is great. We usually plan that sometime in the latter part of June or first part of June. We'll find out. That sometime in there it's best for the snow melt and all that kind of stuff out of the mountains. Uh, but it's a great time. Brother Coy liked it more than anybody else, I think. And, uh, and, and if you want to get out in the water, you can, but you make sure you hang on to the raft because it will get away from you. Uh, but, but we may do that in June, yeah, in the next year. So you might just kind of put that down just for something to uh, think about for next year. So please don't forget about those things. But everything else on your bulletin, please remember those things. Uh, men and ladies Bible study. Now, uh, the, toward the end of the month, on the twenty-first, men, ladies, let's uh, have a good group that night. We've been doing pretty good, but uh, I would sure like to encourage us. We we were having between forty and fifty uh, that was coming, you know, before summertime hit. So I want to encourage us when kind of things get back together in August, uh, first of September. Uh, I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. We have a, a great time with that, all right? ladies' Retreat also, September 8th and 9th. Uh, if you haven't signed up and you'd like to go, there's like 17 ladies that have already signed up. Uh, if you're even thinking about going, please uh, sign up for that, okay? So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, if you'll grab your prayer sheets real quick, um, we'll go just go over a few of these. Please continue to pray for all of those that are on the Health list. Uh, continue to pray for Miss Erica. It's good to see her brother Gary as well. Uh, continue to pray for all of these, uh, uh, along with uh, again Miss Brenda, and uh, again a special prayer for our missionary to China, Brother Gene Harmon, uh, who's dealing with some cancer. So uh, pray for him. I haven't heard any updates on on that uh, as yet. So uh, pray for him. Uh, again, remember all of these on on there, uh, and I asked a special prayer for my mom. They put her in the hospital yesterday. She's had a, a, a mini stroke, and it's affected her her speech and her eating ability. she's doing okay. Uh, but I just asked you to pray for her, and, and I would uh, again appreciate that very much. They're supposed to move her into a facility to help her get her strength back and those kind of things. So uh, if you remember her. Would certainly appreciate that. Pray for my dad as well as he's tries to do his as as best to wait on her. You know, ninety-one years old. He's kind of he does the best he can. Uh, but uh, pray for them. All right. I also, want to remember, remind you to pray again for Brother Mark Carlisle He recovers from his knee surgery for Miss Eva. Uh, keep her in your prayers. She's still recovering from her surgery on her foot. She still has to wait another. Three to four weeks before she can put any weight on that foot whatsoever. So please, uh, please uh, continue to pray for her uh, as well. All right, now pray for Caden; he's home. Pray for me and Mom while he's home. Hey, Amen. We need your prayers. He goes back to school next uh, next week, I think. That's if they, you know, since it's in Oklahoma, they shouldn't have any problem letting him in. You know. <laughs> But if he's coming this way, it might be a little, little to do. Um, no, but he's goes back next week. and uh, But I appreciate you uh, praying for him as well. good to have him home for a few days. Um, our grocery bill gets cheaper when he goes back to school. You know, uh, but he, he does all right. But uh, pray for him if you would, please. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Remember these. I appreciate Brother Shelton tonight. He's going he's gonna to bring the message for me. Uh, uh, everything. Jet lag thing is really that's hard, you know. I'm, it's I'm, I'm in bed right now, in my body it's a six hour difference, and it, it's been more difficult coming this way than I thought it would be. Uh, but you know, you go to bed at, at 10, 11, and you wake up at wide awake at 3 a.m. That's, and then your wife laying over there sound asleep. I want her to be awake with me, you know. Uh, but I appreciate Brother Shelton. Uh, doing that tonight. I'm looking forward to the message he has for us. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, the privilege of prayer. I'm thankful, uh, God, for uh, Central Park Baptist Church. Lord, it's good to be home. It's good to be, Lord, back around uh, our people. Father, it's uh, just an encouragement to me. Uh, Lord, it's an encouragement, Lord, also to have uh, men and ladies who stay by the stuff, Lord, as your word teaches and uh, stays in their place. of responsibility and Lord, that steps up, Lord, and and fills those uh, voids and vacancies, God, while I'm away and I'm uh, I'm very thankful for that, Lord. I'm thankful for uh, our people, Lord, as I listen to live stream this last week, God, I can hear the the congregation sing and I listen to our ladies as they sing and our choir as they sing, Lord, and God, it sure was a, uh, an encouragement to my heart, Lord, and I'm thankful for this church and, and uh, what what it stands for and for our people, God, who, again, are faithful, and, uh, Lord, who give their talents and their, their gifts back to you, Lord, in service for you, and uh, so, Lord, again, it's just good to be home, and I'm thankful uh, for this place, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless Central Park, Lord, as we, uh, Lord, uh, continue to reach out into the community with the gospel. Lord, I, I pray God that you'd help us, Lord, as we go out Saturday and and uh, knock on doors and invite and encourage and, and uh, tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray God that you'd give us fruit for our labor. I pray God that you would uh, be with all of those that come and increase our number, Lord, as we uh, as we continue to go. Uh, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, for these that we've mentioned tonight on the Health list Lord, I, I pray for Brother Gary, uh, Lord, for Miss Erica. Uh, God, I continue to pray, Lord, for uh, all of those that have had, dealt with surgery, Lord, for Brother Carwile, for uh, Miss uh, Donnie, Lord, as well. And uh, for uh, Brother Smitty, Lord, as he also recoups from some surgery. I lift up Brother Gene Harmon, our missionary from China, Lord, who's dealing with some cancer. I pray for him, Lord, tonight as well. and pray God that you would be with him. Lord, there's many others on our prayer list tonight, God, that I lift them up in prayer for health reasons, God, and you know what their need is physically, and God, I pray that if it could be your will that you would raise them up and strengthen their bodies, and God, that you'd help them, uh, Lord, in a special way. I pray, God, tonight for Mom, Lord, Is uh Lord she suffered a stroke, I pray, God, that you'd help her, uh, God, I pray that you would uh, bring her back to full health, Lord, and, God, according to your perfect will, and be a dad as he waits on her, Lord, and, and uh, my brothers and sisters, God, they are there as well. And I pray God to give them wisdom and strength. Lord, I pray God tonight for, uh, again, for our church family. Thank you, Lord, for a, a, a strong church family and a sweet spirit here, Lord, in this place. And I pray, God, that you continue to bless. And, Lord, but when you do bless us, God, I pray that Father will look toward heaven and... Give you the honor and the glory for it all because it's from you whom all blessings flow and God without you we're just a sounding of brass and tinkling of cymbal and, and God we're just going through the motion and I, I pray Father God that you would help us not to do that Lord but we'll uh, do everything in the strength and the power of the spirit of God that you might be glorified and the cause of Christ might move forward. God I pray that you'd be with Brother Shelton tonight Lord as he brings the message I pray that God would give him liberty and Clarity of thought, and uh, God, that we will receive a blessing, Lord, by it, and God, that you'd help us to listen, Lord, with our spiritual here tonight and receive what you have for us, and uh, God, we give you praise for that. Lord, be with this offering, uh, God, I'm thankful again for our people who are faithful to give, and uh, Lord, faithful to give back what a portion of what you have given to us, and so, Lord, I pray that you bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, may we be good stewards of it, may it be used for uh, the outreach for souls for the cause of Christ, and we we'll give you praise and glory for all things, because it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have an offering, you please come? 673. Let's see how it. See if you know this one. This is another oldie but goodie. I don't know if you sang this before. I think we sang it here. It's called Still Sweeter.
3: Amen. Amen and amen. Y'all can hear me okay? Amen. Hey. Hey, man. We're, we're going to get started here. Uh, definitely appreciate uh, our very own Pastor White allowing me an opportunity to uh, uh, grace the pulpit tonight to uh, actually talk about a, uh, a subject that has been preached on many, many times before. What I'm going to be teaching tonight is go- not going to be anything new. Our pastor has, has taught it. Uh, Brother Marco touched upon it. Last uh, Sunday evening, we even had uh, Brother Cohn, our missionary to Thailand. Thailand, he talked about it. Other preachers have talked about it, and that is why we use why we prefer and use the King James Bible. Amen. Amen. All right? So it's, uh, some of this stuff you may have heard before. Now what I'd like for us to, to do at this time, if you're able to rise <laughs> we'd like for you to turn to the very last chapter of the book of the Bible. turn to the very last chapter of the book of the Bible. Very last chapter of the book of the Bible. We're going to use as our focus text verses 18 and 19 of the very last chapter of the book of the Bible. All right. 18 and 19, and I would like for us to read it together as a congregation. Amen. Are we there? Okay. When you're there, let it be known by a hearty amen. Okay, we're there? Oh, yeah. Amen, amen, here we go. Verse uh, 18, it says, "For I testify unto every man that hear the word of the prophecy of this book, any man shall add these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away the words from the book of this prophecy, God shall take away the part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, um, Father, just uh, help me tonight, Lord, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, Lord. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, and you may be seated. So, what I'd like to start off with basically here is... um, I'm not going to talk about any manuscript evidence or textual criticism or use any other theological semantics or whatever. We're just going to use common sense to prove that the King James Bible is the inerrant, infallible, inspired word of God for English-speaking people. All right. Now, you just read verses uh, uh, Revelation uh, 22 and verses 18 and 19. Very first question I have, very first question I have for you is that do you believe? Verses 18 and 19. Yes or no? Simple question. Do you believe 18 and 19? Yes or no? Okay. So we can agree that God doesn't like it when we add to his word and when we take away from his word. Amen. We can all agree to that, right? Okay. So what does that mean? That means for God to tell us that That means there has to be a final authority. There has to be a source of truth, right? How can God tell us to not add or take away from something if we don't have a perfect copy to begin with? That makes sense, right? Everybody follow me so far? Okay. So you got to have a perfect copy because the Lord has never commanded us to do anything uh, without giving us the resources to do it, all right? And I can't find anywhere in scripture where God commanded us to do something, but he didn't give us the resources either naturally or supernaturally to carry that out. Okay, so God is expecting us to have a perfect copy of his word so that we will know when somebody is adding to it and when somebody is taken away from it. We can agree to that, right? Okay, okay, now, what is it? Uh, who, who adds and who takes away from God's word? Now, some of your modern Bible scholars, they will say, oh, well, it's talking about the Koran or it's talking about the Book of Mormon. Well, no, we, no, we know that those words, that those books are not the word of God, but guess what they are? They are books, okay? God didn't say whosoever shall add books to this book, he said, said, whosoever should add words to this book or take away words from this book. Yes. So the Koran and the Book of Mormon and, and any other book that's outside the Bible, it lies outside the realm of what God is talking about. Can we agree on that? Yes. So what qualifies as something where someone can add or take away from God's word? It's got to be your modern Bible translations. It's got to be. Because the modern Bible translations take the the King James Bible and they change up some words, they add some words, and sometimes they remove whole verses. Okay? So it's got to be a reference to the modern translations. Does that make sense? It's it's not a reference to the Book of Mormon or the Quran or anything like that. Now, some people may say they'll look back at the verses 18 and 19 and they'll say, well, brother, you're trying to talk about a perfect Bible and all this. Your, your modern Bible scholars. They don't believe there is a, a an original perfect copy uh, of, of the scriptures. Right. So they just go by the gist or the idea or, or, or what have you. Now, some people may argue when they when read verses 18 and 19, they'll say, wait a minute, brother. It says, who shall to take away? The words from this book or from this prophecy, which is meaning the book of Revelation. It's not talking about the whole Bible. It's just talking about the book of Revelation. Don't add or take away from the original book of Revelation. Okay. First of all, that's a dumb argument. It's dumb. And I'm going to tell you why it's dumb. Okay. Let's say that it is, and it could be, talking about a perfect original copy of the book of Revelation. My question then becomes, where are you going to find a perfect copy of the book of Revelation? Are you going to find it in the NIV, the non-inspired version? Are you going to find it in the ESV, the extremely satanic version? Where are you going to find it? You can only find a perfect copy of the book of Revelation in a perfect copy of the Bible. There's no other way. Because God isn't going to preserve the book of Revelation and throw out Genesis through Jude. God promised us that he would preserve his word. Amen. Deuteronomy. Go to the front of your, towards the front of your Bibles, the fifth book from the front. You can get to it from Genesis. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Let me know when you get there. Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Are we there? Hey, man. look what it says here, Deuteronomy 4 and 2. This is the, the words of the Lord. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Oh, OK. So God just didn't come up with this at, at the end of the book. Even towards the beginning of the book, he had a problem with those that tried to add or take away from his word, actually, he had a problem with it in in the Garden of Eden, because <laughs> that's exactly what Satan did, right? Okay, but here in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 4:2, he's saying, "Don't add a word, and don't take away a word." All right. Now, God is not looking for a general gist or idea of of, of His word, okay? Now, and the thing to to remember here is that it is important for us to have the right Bible so that we can have the right doctrine. Now, there are some other books, they have some doctrine, but they don't have all of the right doctrine. And if you are a native English speaker, I submit to you that if you want to grow spiritually, you need to have the right Bible. And we're going to prove that the King James Bible is the right Bible. Now, you you look at this and you, uh, Moses here in the book of Deuteronomy, he has been commanded to keep God's word. Don't add anything to it. Don't change anything. Whatever he, uh, God tells him, that is what he's supposed to do. Now, I'm going to give you an example of, of where Moses kind of went a little NIV on us. All right? Okay. Doesn't mean that that he lost his salvation or anything, but He's a man just like us, and we all make mistakes. We can be saved and still mess up and still disobey God, right? Amen. Okay, so I want you to turn backwards. You're in Deuteronomy. I want you to go backwards to the uh, book of uh, Numbers for a moment. I want to show you something here. where Moses kind of went a little sideways on us. Uh, numbers 20 and 8. Numbers 20 and 8. Let me know when you're there. Are we there? Okay, this is, God, uh, this is God talking to Moses, and he's giving Moses a commandment on, on, on how to quench the thirst of the people and, and feed the animals. Uh, Numbers 20 and 8, it says the following: it says, Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock. What are you supposed to do with the rock? Speak. Speak. Speak ye into the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth its water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. All right, now I want you to fast forward to verse number 10 and see what uh, Moses does here. Are you at verse number 10? It says, And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear ye, ye rebels! must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smoked the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Okay, so what just happened there? Moses did not follow every single word. God told him to speak to the rock. What did he do? He struck the rock twice. He disobeyed God. God was not sanctified. God was not lifted up because Moses was disobedient to God's word because he did not follow every word. Words matter. You can't be daysical and say, well, as long as I get the general gist or the general idea. You, you, you think Moses went back to God and said, God, why are you not going to allow me into the promised land? Wasn't the gist or the idea was just to give the people water? It really didn't matter how we got the water to them. You say tomato, I say tomato. No, that doesn't work with God. God says to follow every word. Every word matters. Moses decided to strike the rock instead of speaking to the rock as God had commanded him. And guess what? It kept him out of the promised land. He, still, he was still saved. He still had his salvation, but he lost the reward. And that's the danger that I want to share with us today as born again believers. We're saved, but you can sure lose some rewards if, if you do not follow every single word. That God has given us. Amen. All right. Now, uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, Oh, yeah. Let's go to Matthew. Now, uh, we're going to be doing a a lot of searching through Scripture here, but I don't want you to fear. You don't have to get frustrated and say, oh, the brother's going too fast. I can't write the Scriptures down. I got everything here on these sheets. If you'd like a copy afterwards, I can make you a copy. Or if you want me to just send you a digital copy, I can email it to you later. All right? So don't get caught up in, oh, he's going too fast. I can't write stuff down. I got the notes right here, okay? Matthew. First book of the New Testament, Matthew 5.18, if you can get there. Amen. Y'all beat me there. Ha, 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 Matthew Matthew 5.18. Matthew 5, 18. And it reads, it says, this is Jesus talking. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Jesus doesn't want one jot or one tittle changed. If you're going to draw a lowercase i, you better make sure you have a dot over it. So it's not mistaken for a lowercase l or a number one. If you're going to draw a lowercase T, you better make sure that T is crossed. All right. Now you say, well, wait a minute, brother. Jesus is talking about the Hebrew law here. He's not talking about his word. Okay. well, let's look at the parallel passage here. Matthew 24, 35. Matthew 24, 35. Matthew 24th chapter, 35th verse. This is Jesus talking again. And he's he's giving the same theme. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my what? Words Words shall not pass away. He's talking about his words. And he's talking about us keeping every single word. All right? Okay. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. Now, to get to Proverbs, you may have to turn over towards the middle of your Old Testament. You're going to have Psalm, and then you have Proverbs if you... uh, uh, wind up in Ecclesiastes, the of Solomon, or something to your right. You've gone too far to your right. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. And I want you to bookmark Proverbs 30 because we're going to come back to it. Look at verse number five. Verse number five. Are we there? Proverbs 30 and five. Amen. All right. Most words of God is pure. No. Many words of God is pure. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Now I can't see for sure. Proverbs 30. Oh, yeah, here we go. Every, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. So every word of God is pure. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, here's the thing. If we know that every word of God is pure, then I got some questions for you. First of all, do you believe that verse? Do you believe that verse with all your heart that every word of God is pure? Do you believe it? Okay. All right. Then let me ask you some questions. Is it pure to believe that water baptism saves? You don't have to repent. You don't have to believe. Just have water. Is that pure? Is that a pure teaching? Is it pure to believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer are the same individual? Is that pure to believe? Okay. Acts the 8th chapter. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts Acts the 8th chapter. Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts the 8th chapter. 8th chapter we're going to look around. Verse uh, thirty-four. Let's start at verse thirty-four. Eight thirty-four. are You there? Okay. And this, to set this up, this is the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, a, a leader of the church. Philip is meeting with him and is trying to lead him, lead him to Christ. The eunuch is reading. Uh, from the prophet Isaiah, I believe, and he can't understand what he's reading. Verse uh, 834, Acts 834, and it says, And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet of this, of himself or some other? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Verse 36, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See? Here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stand still. They went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. Well, praise him. Praise the Lord. The the eunuch got saved. What? That's not how it happened? Well, that's what the non-inspired version reads. Huh? No? No? Oh, let me go back. Oh, I see the part that I missed. Verse 37, it says, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Amen. Amen. Now, that's the pure word. Amen. Amen. Okay, but you see the the NIV, the SUV, the ATV, the the COVID, they leave this, this verse out. Okay. So that means it's not pure, that that particular translation is not pure because it disputes. And as a matter of fact, one of the first times I went soul winning as a member of Central Park Baptist Church, there was a lady that tried to use this as a proof text that you you only have to be baptized. This was her proof text. She was using the wrong translation. But this was her proof text to say that all you got to do it's to be dipped, immersed in some water, and you're saved. That was her proof text because she was using the wrong book. Oh, boy. Um, Revelation. Let's go back to Revelation again. Let's go back to the last chapter. Look at the 16th verse. Last chapter of Revelation, 16th verse. Last chapter of Revelation 16, verse. Okay, this is the words of Jesus. Are we there? Look what it says I, Jesus, have sent mine an angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Who's the morning star? Who's the morning star? It's Jesus, right? Okay. I want you to go to the book of Isaiah. Now, to get to Isaiah, it may be a little tricky. You may have to go to um, the book of Psalms and then start turning to your right where you have Proverbs and um, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. And then you should hit Isaiah. If you wind up in Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, or Daniel, you've gone too far to your right. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, 12. Are we there? Okay, I want you to look down at your Bibles. You got Isaiah 14, 12. Okay, I'm going uh, to read to you from the non-inspired version, okay? And here's what it says. You look down at verse 12 of, of 14. How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. Is that what it says? No. Is that what it says? No. But an atheist... Who doesn't know the difference between the NIV or the ATV, the SUV, the HIV? They just think the Bible is the Bible is the Bible. The atheists use this as a proof text to say that Jesus and Lucifer were the same person. Because it said Morning Star, described Morning Star in the, in the NIV. Even though we read that Jesus was the Morning Star in the book of Revelation. That's blasphemy. Yeah. That is not pure, right? If I were to stand up here and tell you and say, okay, we're going to teach a Sunday school, uh, lesson, a uh, Bible study tonight. It's going to be on how Jesus and Lucifer are the same person. Y'all, y'all would throw me out of here. You wouldn't even let my feet hit the parking lot. You, you'd throw me in the ditch or out in the street. Rightfully so, because I'm being blasphemous. Right. Yeah. So why are we giving a pass to this fake Bible translation? Somebody has an NIV, we're like, eh, it's saying the same thing. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 30 and 5. I'm running out of time. Proverbs 30 and 5. If you can just turn backwards from the book of Isaiah, um, we should get into Proverbs. I want you to go to Proverbs 30. and the fifth verse. I'm going back there again. All right. So, based upon what we know so far, we're back at Proverbs 30 and 5. Based upon what we know so far, I am ready to declare that all of these authors who come up with the NASB, the NIV, the ESV, the RSV, the ridiculously silly version uh, the the Amplified Bible, all these other Bibles. I'm ready to stand right here right now and call them all liars. Amen. Amen. Oh, brother, that's not very Christian like. That's not very Christian like to call all these people who come up with with these because there's over 100 other English translations of the Bible. You're saying they're all liars. How could you say that, brother? Okay, we'll look back down at your text. Uh, 30 and 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a what? Liar. You know, God God doesn't need me to defend his word. His word defends itself. I'm not, now I would love to take credit for this passage, but there's a small problem. It was written 3,000 years before I got here. God is the one who are calling these people liars that add to his word. And the sad thing about it is, is that these people that add to God's word, they have to turn back around and call God a liar. Oh, you don't believe that, do you? Turn to John, the seventh chapter, I'll prove it to you. John seven, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Going back to the New Testament, And like I said, don't worry about these passages. I got them all written down if you want a copy. John 7. Okay, and to set this up, this is Jesus having a conversation with his half brothers who don't believe him at this time. And it's a discussion about going to a festival. Okay. Now, um, if we go to verse number 7. Uh, Verse Number seven, is that right? Yep. Okay, verse number seven, and this is Jesus, uh, John 7 and 7, are we there? Okay, and then we're going to have to knock off here. It says, uh, the world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Verse eight, go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast for my time is not yet full come. Okay, now, Jesus said that he goes not up yet to this feast, right? Look at verse 10. But when his brethren were gone up, then he also went up unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. So, Jesus said that he go not up yet, but in verse 10, we see that he did go up, right? Okay, so let me ask you this, is Jesus a liar? No, he just said he wasn't going up yet. But ultimately, he, he did go, right? Okay, it'll, it'll be just like me, and, and I know we got to go. It'll be ju- just like me if, if I said, uh, somebody asked me, hey, brother, are you going to the Garth Brooks concert? Oh, no, I'm not going yet. Well, that just means that I'm not going at the time you think I'm going, but ultimately, I am going. All right, and by the way, if any of you ever hear me talk about Garth, going to a Garth Brooks concert, whatever you have in your hand, I don't care if it's a rock, Bible, banana, just slap me side the head with it. All right? In front of all these witnesses, you, whatever you happen to have in your hand, if you hear me talking about going to a Garth Brooks concert, just slap me side the head. Okay? Because Garth Brooks is still trying to figure out the difference between a man and a woman. Now, I know he sung the song about having friends in low places, but I didn't think he was talking about hell. But let me get back on point. Look down at your Bible at verse number eight. I'm going to read to you the non-inspired version. You go to the festival. I am not going up to this festival because my time is not yet fully come. NLT. You go on. I am not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. RSV. Go to the feast yourselves. I am not going up to this feast for my time has not yet fully come. Amplified version. Go up to the feast yourselves. I am not going up to this feast because my time has not fully come. ESV, you go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast for my time is not fully come. And I can keep on going and going. What's missing? Yet. yet. A simple three-letter word it's the difference between Jesus being a liar or not. Because if he says he's not going and then he shows up, he's lying. Right. The King James Bible is pure right. and it gives the, the, the pure text. Okay, so we're out of time. Um, maybe perhaps in a future Bible study we can continue. But just giving you some simple common sense passages here that talks about why we use the King James Bible, because we believe that every word of God is pure. And we also believe that God doesn't like it when we add or take away from his word. That's why we need a complete, inerrant, perfect, infallible, inspired word. And this is for English-speaking people, talking about English-speaking people, not talking about Korean or Chinese. Our Christian brothers and sisters, they're they're saved, but they heard the word of God in their own language. I'm just talking about for English speakers. You need to have a King James Bible. Amen. Let's go to the word of the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. Father, I just pray, Lord, that no one has taken offense to this teaching, Lord. Uh, It is not meant to be offensive, but rather to challenge our hearts and minds, Lord, uh, that we may grow. Uh, as completely as you would have us to grow, and that is by using this King James Bible. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. On several occasions, Brother Shelton asked, this is the pure word of God. Yeah. Did, he, did he ask those questions? Yeah. And he, In fact, he asked if we believed that some of the verses were pure. Yeah. And you responded, Okay, now if we believe that, that it is, either all of it is right. or none of it is because right. you can't pick and choose right. and it, I mean we can't pick out part that we like and say I believe that's the, then how do we know if we don't choose all of it, if we don't believe all of it, we can't believe any of it. Are y'all still follow me? Say Amen. So my question is, if you believe that this is the pure word of God, are you obedient to it? Either we're obedient to all of it or we're not. Now, we sure we do our best, and we're going to fall, and we're going to make mistakes, right? Uh, because we're not perfect. But there are things in here that we can do. And that we can do it to the best of our ability, knowing that that's what God wants us to do. For example, God wants us to read his word. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: We can do that. We know that he told us to do that. And we say, oh, yeah, we, I do that. We read it every day, and you ought to. Uh, the Bible teaches also that we ought to pray. And we believe that the Bible, the Bible says pray without ceasing. ceasing and we believe that. Amen. Amen. And so, but but then we come to the parts uh, that we really don't want to do, and we pull that out. Maybe like the part that says, "I don't know, tithe."
3: Right, oh, right.
1: Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. Uh, we either we do it or we don't. We we can't, you know, pick and choose. God says either do it or be obedient or not be obedient. Uh, and and we've either got to follow that, or we or we're disobedient and we're. Uh, and we're unrepentant to those things. But we've got to make sure that we do all of it. We were, I was playing golf this week, I had a caddy, and he asked me what I did for a living in in the States, and I said, I'm a preacher. And he said, oh, that's interesting. And and we went on, and the next hole, he said, can I ask you some questions? I said, yes, absolutely, ask anything you want. And he began to ask me about Christianity and Protestantism, and and one of the things I said to him right up front, I said, "Listen, there has to be there has to be a place where we can find absolute authority right, right. Uh, right, we can't right, right. We can't go out and we, we either go to that place uh, because everything else is uh, subjective. we make it yes. to what we want it and I said, so I believe that uh, that our source of absolute authority is our King James Bible Amen. and And he began to listen, and we talked for about four or five different holes. uh, The other preacher friend of mine, we were able to present the gospel to him, uh, and we shared that with him. But listen, there has to be a place with absolute authority in it, and this is that place in our King James Bible. In fact, we went to a portrait museum, and uh, I took a picture, and I sent it to Brother Marco and to... Uh, brother Shelton of King James, where we got our King James Bible from, right, right, right. and uh, listen, I'm thankful today that we have our King James Bible. Uh, our brother Marco was going to find me a Bible and uh, and uh, uh, the the non-inspired version that I I've got one in my office and and what mankind has done to it uh, to our King James Bible is they've taken parts of it and they've taken. The part that they don't like, and they've ripped it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I personally, I, I, I don't like to. You know, I, the only thing that I'll put on top of my Bible is another Bible.
0: <laughs>
1: and right. the and the reason right. I do that is because the Bible says precept upon precept. Yes, sir. Yes. And so I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what man has done, he's taken a penknife and cut out those things
0: yes, that
1: they don't believe, and they've changed them for what. Uh, what they want to put in it. Right. So my question is, uh, if we believe that this is the 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 pure, inspired, preserved word of God, right. are you obedient to it?
3: Yes. Amen.
1: And if you're not, can I encourage you? You all to come and ask God to help you yes,
3: yes, to yes. be
1: obedient to his word. So while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to come and talk to the Lord. You come. Lord speaking to your heart. You come.